What do we mean when we say Scripture is our authority? That's the question we're discussing today on The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian DeBozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. So Aaron, today, authority of scripture. If if our listeners have been kind of tracing along with us, we've been talking about a lot of, of other doctrines involving scripture, and they kind of build toward this one. Yeah, absolutely. Let's first discuss what this means. And so this is how we define the authority of Scripture in the 99 essential Christian doctrines that are part of the Gospel Project. Since the Bible is the inspired Word of God, God's special revelation to humanity, the Bible is the ultimate standard of authority for the Christian. Because it is truthful in everything that it teaches, Scripture is humanity's source for wisdom, instructing us on how to live life well to the glory of God. Submitting to the authority of Scripture means that we are to believe and obey God by believing and obeying His Word. So there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of stuff that people can get confused about as well. And um, so now let's take a few minutes and... And and some tease some of this out. Yeah. So again, if if, if I were going to summarize this, because that that you know all of our ninety nine essentials are, are paragraphs basically, and so yes. if you just need a shorter you know tidbit of what does this mean, kind of boil it down. It, the authority of scripture, it's basically what we believe and do is based on the word of God. Yeah. Right? That's how you can kind of parse it down. Absolutely. Right? So where do where are some places we see this doctrine in scripture? And why don't you give me one or two? Sure. In general, anytime you say, see, thus says the Lord, or this is the Lord's declaration yeah. in the CSB translation, any any language like that, that is an example of God exerting his authority through the word of God. He's saying, I am telling you this. And it's not limited to those. No, of course not. Because scripture is inspired, it's all from God. Yes. But those are in, when we talk about the narrative or prophetic words that are recorded in scripture, those are, those are literal examples. So if you think Isaiah's prophecies, the, you know, anytime that God speaks through Moses in Exodus, when he is speaking through Nathan to David, on and on and on it goes. Um, those are just a few examples of that. We also see it in the New Testament's treatment of the Old Testament. So, for example, Matthew is constantly referring back to the Old Testament, and he's saying— As authoritative. Absolutely, as authoritative. And he's saying all of these things happened to fulfill this in the Old Testament. And so those are are examples there. Revelation is packed with— Old Testament uh, overt references and allusions. It's a book to a very strong degree, which it's completely impenetrable unless you have a baseline understanding of the Old Testament's narrative. Yeah, a lot of people, they don't understand that when they look at Revelation, they miss. I think Matthew, if uh, unless you're a newer believer and, and understanding the Bible, its composition is, is pretty much new. I, I think most believers understand that Matthew relied heavily on the Old Testament because he was writing to the Jews. And so yeah. it's a lot of times you see, hey, look, we saw this in the Old Testament. Yeah. But I 
don't believe as many believers understand how deeply dependent Revelation is on the Old Testament. I think most people think, oh, it's it's looking forward. Right. And, and it's, so it's, and the, it's looking back. Yeah, it looks back. So it's It's got really, lots of Daniel yeah. in there. It's got lots of it's got lots of Ezekiel in yeah. there. It's got so much of the prophets in general. Um uh, yeah. And it's so just even the description of Jesus early on. Yeah. You just look at the way he's described. It's coming from different passages in the right. Old Testament. Absolutely. So, so, yeah. So, again, another passage or another book where we see the Old Testament being referred to with authority. Yeah, exactly. Um, another one is the book of Hebrews oh, yeah. itself, um, which, um, again, its whole point is to show how Jesus fulfilled it is actually better yeah. than, um, than the law and the angels and everything else. Um, John's gospel is another one too. Um, John And John, who was also the writer of Revelation, um, we believe at least, um, there's some disagreement on who, who wrote which book and that's for another person and another podcast exactly. to discuss. Um, <laughs> but there is, um, but he alludes to the to the Old Testament so much. I mean, just in the opening opening words, in the beginning was the yes. word. Clearly taking us back to Genesis. Absolutely. He's very intentional in this way. Um, Paul, uh, in his epistles, he is constantly going back to the Old Testament as well. When he was when he wrote in um uh, his epistle to Timothy that uh, that all scripture is is inspired, all scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for um, he is he has the Old Testament scriptures in mind yeah. in addition to his own writings and the writings of the other apostles as well. Um, so there is there is this high view of the Old Testament well, and, and and I'm going to play my trump card. Yeah. All those Baptist we don't play cards. So my trump card that I'm going to play, despite that, is Jesus himself. Yes. I mean, we see how Jesus treated the Old Testament and spoke of it with authority. We see him in Matthew 4. What does he use to refu- to, to push back the temptations of Satan? He uses the Old Testament yeah. in, in an authoritative sense. Um, you know, he talks about how he did not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. Yeah. Uh, we see him when, when the, the, the Jews continue to pester him for a sign. And he says, man, you guys, I've given you plenty, but here's one more sign. And what does he tell him? I'm going to give you the sign of Jonah, mm-hmm. treating Jonah as a literal book, a literal event that happened. And again, that's that's an important one because if there's one book for some reason, if there's one miracle that people push back on, it seems to be Jonah. Right. And, and Not being fire swallowed. From no, no. It, it seems like Jonah's the one being swallowed by a fish. We can we can <laughs> everything but that. Yep. And this is important because Jesus refers to it uh, and the way he does, he positions it as a literal thing because he compares it with his upcoming literal burial in the tomb for three days. Mm -hmm. So we see how Jesus treats the Old Testament with authority. He revered scriptures and and, and reserved his authority. So there's my trump card. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was good. That's, you know, you can't really beat that card because when, Ah. well, I mean, hence it being the trump card. Yeah. And it's like, you know, should we really be calling it that? Well, yeah. Now we have two problems with it potentially, don't we? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so listeners, anyway. you can supply whatever other term you choose yes. in there. It is the it is the argument that win that beats everything else. <laughs> right. So it's the wife argument. It's the <laughs> argument that beats everything else. At least that's how it works in my home. My home. 
It's sure. Okay, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, before I have to start cutting things. Speaking of cautions, <laughs> yes. So, um, so yes. Yeah, speaking of cautions, are there any uh, any that we should be aware of as we seek to understand this doctrine? And we understand the short answer is yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of them is, and this was in the definition. And it's important. That scripture is our ultimate authority, but not necessarily our only authority. <clears throat> and, and that's important. And that is not to suggest that there's authority outside of scripture. But what that is to mean is, for example, elders in the church, pastors, elders, whatever you prefer to refer to them as, they clearly have been given a, a an authority over us. Mm-hmm. Um, however, their authority is based on what? It's based on Scripture still. Yes. So Scripture is the ultimate authority, but we would be remiss not to recognize that God has orchestrated other levels of authority underneath that yeah. authority. In the home, God has positioned my wife and me to be the authority over our children. Mm-hmm. My youngest son, Caleb, loves to tell me I'm not his boss, and I'll refer to us respond, yes, I am. And he says, no, God is. And I say, well, I'm his. I'm the underboss that he, <laughs> he put over you. So these other areas of authority exist. So we would be remiss just to say, well, the Bible is our sole authority. Right. Is our ultimate authority. Right, exactly. And that also applies to... Um, authorities outside of the church yeah. as well. So um, we as believers, we are obligated to obey the obey the police, for example, or the civil authorities, um, the the state, province, national authorities as well, provided that they are not um, trying to make us go against the word of God. Yeah. And that again, that goes back to scripture is our ultimate authority. Not, but not our sole one. So any any authority that conflicts with Scripture, where it conflicts, we are free to we're free to to disobey it because constrained by conscience. Yes, on that, and we see this in Acts. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, yeah the 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 Peter, Sanhedrin yeah. says to says stop to preaching Jesus, John. and they said, no, we we have to obey. Yeah, uh, should God we obey? Man. Should we obey man or God? Yeah. And then that made them real quiet real quick. Realistically, though, for most of us, that this doesn't happen very often. No, no, of so. course not. Of course not. But it does. But it does help us to recognize, too, that um, when we like we res- we seek to respect and obey the authorities that are placed over us in the church. But even then, we can come to them as brothers and sisters in Christ. And if we have a concern that they're out of step with Scripture. Yeah. To point them towards Scripture, exactly. the ultimate authority, exactly, and, and it really it it really reframes. It's not me going to my elders and saying I I don't agree with you because here's my opinion. I mean, there's a place for that, but that place I need to come with with great humility. Yes, and <clears throat> anticipating them disagreeing and continuing doing the thing I don't do or I don't like just because. It's not about my opinion. Right. But if I were to go to them and say, hey, what you're doing violates scripture, then that's a different issue. Yes. So it helps us categorize uh, the, the weightiness of, of our concerns, if you will. Yeah. I think the, the other concern, the other caution would be that we need to understand God's heart behind giving us this authoritative scriptures. Um, you know, depending on how you're wired, you can push back against that. Uh, there's... Some of us who are just rebels by nature, and they don't like to be told what to do. 
And when they think of the Bible being an authoritative book, then they may want to start pushing back against that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we have to understand God's heart in giving us this authority is for his glory and our good. Yes. Everything he does is for his glory and our good. It may not feel like it. We may not understand it, but ultimately it's for our good. So the Bible gives us this blueprint of how to live a life pleasing to him um, because of what he's done for us, because of his acceptance of us in Christ, that it helps us understand why, what does it look like to live out? this this gift that God has given me in salvation in Christ and the authority that it that it brings is is for our good mm-hmm. um, it, it is for us to experience maximum joy in life because maximum joy is anchored in a relationship with him in pleasing him in knowing him so we need to be careful when we think of authority again depending on your wired some of us just that word right is a trigger word for them, and we need to pray that God puts that posture of our heart to death so that when we hear authority, from at least from God's perspective, it it gives us the grounds to be joyful. Right, and that's—and I appreciate the fact that you've you've said that from depending on how we're wired. It also um, should remind us that it depends on our experience as well. Mm -hmm. So, very sadly— some of us have experienced user um, people who have um, misused yeah, a good word, yeah. scripture for their own ends, and that's wrong. Yeah, it's sin. It is absolutely. We are not to we are not to use God's word to um, to give us freedom to sin, and we are not to sin against other people with God's by misusing God's word. And so we need to be very careful about how we handle it and handle the authority of of scripture. Um, we can treat it like a club. We can use also use it, um, which is just one of the negative ways to do it. But it's on the on the scale of of misuses. It's on the lower end. Um, is just being too harsh and too hard with it. Um, there are more, um, well, evil and twisted ways to do it as well. And so I don't raise that as a, hey, don't trust your leaders. No, not at it's all. It's always recognized that we're all under the authority of Scripture. And, um, and if you find yourself in a position where you can't lovingly confront um, an an authority in the church over you, who is over you, with the word of God in humility, with multiple witnesses, then go find somewhere you can, <laughs> because that's not a healthy place to be. Um, now, that's the but and and that also applies to us as well. Yeah. We need to remind ourselves that we can be just as guilty of mishandling God's word. Um, that we can think that we're absolutely in the right and then find out that we're wrong. Um, So we need to be open to be corrected by the word of God um, and by his people with the word of God. And here you see, I mean, the discussion that that you're having right now, you see the the gift that the Bible is because it it gives us that that barometer. Yeah. If you take the Bible out of the equation, then it's it's your word against mine, your preference against mine, you know, um, your logic against mine, however you want to phrase it, what grounds do we find to make decisions? So the Bible is this good gift that we can look to together. If we recognize it as it is, authoritative, mm-hmm. we can look at it and say, well, here it is. It says this right here. We have to agree upon this. It's not your way or my way. It's God's way. So it's, right. it's a gift to us. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how about um, as we get ready to wrap up, how, how about the differences this doctrine should make in us as, as believers? What, what are some ways that this should, should shape us as believers, as disciples? Right. Well, one of those things, and I mean, we've kind of hinted at this already, um, is that this doctrine encourages us to test everything Mm -hmm. um, and specifically to test everything against scripture and so if someone is saying something to us um, and saying it to us as truth we need to we need to see well how does this compare to what God says yeah so this this works with civil authorities it works within the church it works within friendships it um, within books within everything that you can think of let me, let, let, hold on, let me let yeah, me interrupt ahead. there for a second because there's one category that I'm just sure it's becoming a pet peeve of mine yes including social media yes I see so many people and I'm not talking about the ugliness that we encounter on Twitter and, and that kind of thing but man, I see so often people will post something. Just this weekend, I saw a couple posts that people put up on Facebook or whatever, and they're supposed to be encouraging posts. Yeah, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Right. It sounds good, but it's not right. right. And you see people liking it or whatever, and I'm like, no, no, people, we need to test everything, even those little devotional thoughts or whatever you want to call them that people will post. Like, yeah. Just don't be a a a, a blind consumer right see that's that's a great point brian that's and and something that's really helpful too often we only think about testing everything against scripture in the sense of testing what could be wrong yeah and not what seems right is it right and so 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 yeah that's that's really helpful that's really helpful. Yeah, I can't. I wish I could remember what the example. I guess it's good that I can't. Uh, but you know, it's one of those times. So often, it seems it, it flirt, first blush, you're like, "Oh, that seems nice." Mm-hmm. But then, if you stop and think, "Wait a minute, is that correct? Does that align with Scripture?" And if the answer is no, then it's it's not helpful, right? Uh, so, and, and right. again, let me, let me say this before we see if there's any other differences that this should make, ask that of you. We also need to be careful to understand that when we use the term test, it's kind of like authority. It, it can be loaded. Some people can think test means ugly or confrontational. Yeah. No. Um, you know, we're called to test everything our pastors preach every week. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you go up to your pastor after and say, all right, but, you know, scripture verse or passage verse, whatever, a chapter verse. Uh, it doesn't, hey, you said this. Defend that. No, it just simply means running it through that filter. Yeah. Is this true based on the word of God? Is this true? Now, at times it may require a confrontation of some level. Sure. And confrontation doesn't have to be ugly either. Pastor, I, I remember having to do this way early in my ministry when when my pastor said something. And, and I had to go to him in his office and said, hey, you said this. This is what I heard. Did you mean it? Because here's the problem I have with it if you mean it. And, and we had a conversation about it. Yeah. So confrontation does not have to be, hey, you're a heretic. Could be that, but it doesn't have to be that. Well, could be. I mean, that's the conversation you and I need to have after this show, but it's fine. I, I, I have been needing to talk with you about yeah. that, Aaron. Well, you know, you know, I appreciate your, your that. Your doctrines are a little bit rough. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So any other differences <laughs> that, that this should make for us, this past, um, or this doctrine? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that it, it should, um, on more of a positive note, yeah, let's be is... Positive. Let's end. Let's end. Can we positive. do that? Let's end on an upbeat. Well, it is you and me. So yeah, I know. We tend to be cynical. All right. So one difference that this doctrine should make in our lives that is really good news is that it can give us great confidence in knowing how to live. Yeah. I mean, we have... 
we, we have the word of God with us. It is trustworthy and true. It has authority, which means that there are a lot of situations that we have an easy yes or no on, but on things that are not clearly spelled out, we have, we have wise principles to help us. And, and we have the Holy Spirit's help with that as well. And with that, that's a good way to wrap up this week's episode. It's been a good conversation, Aaron. Thank you as always. And for you listening, thanks for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Again, that just simply helps get this podcast in front of other people. If you find it helpful, then you can help us get it in front of other people who can find it helpful as well by doing that. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. Thank you.